This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, happy hump day, and welcome in to Lake Night News Talk 830-WCCO. I'm your host, Henry Lake, producer Craig DeHammer Shrepper, hanging out here until 1 a.m. I appreciate you listening and hanging out with us here on The Good Neighbor. Um, today, I got to be honest, um, a frustrating day. A frustrating day because one of my favorite athletes in all the sports – um, it comes out that she's injured, she will not play next season, and you guys know that I'm talking about Paige Beckers. She's out for the 2022-23 season with a torn ACL. First off, as we kick off the show, I want to wish Paige um, well in her recovery. I know that she's going to battle back. I know that she's going to be better than ever, okay, because that's just who she is. I've never met her before in my life. I know a million people that have come across her, worked with her, trained her, um, you know, uh, been a part of coaching staffs that that say amazing things about her. From afar, I am a fan. Okay, so Paige, if this gets back to you, I'm wishing you nothing but the best. Okay? Because I know that, that she's battled back from injury before and she'll battle back from this one. But I want to talk about something that I just, I've slightly mentioned it before, but I want to really get into it now because of Paige. Paige Beckers is the reason why NIL exists. NIL being name, image, likeness. She is the example. She is the proof that NIL is something that college athletes need. She is. She is going to be sidelined and not able to compete with her teammates while she 
rehabs her injury. And does that impact, I guess, the UConn program? Yeah, it impacts the program on the court. Does it impact her markability? Maybe, yeah. I mean, she's not able to to get out there and play, but she's Paige Beckers. We know who she is. Just like Kevin Durant says, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. We know she's a phenomenal athlete. And it sounds like a phenomenal person who's great at using her platform, which is massive, for good. She is the example. She is the proof that NIL is something that college athletes need. We live in a capitalistic society. And the thing that I hate, I hate this, are that folks are angry when college kids get paid for their services. I I guess I would have to ask the question, what the hell does someone go to college for? To get paid. Now, before the name image likeness, the NCAA, we know what they were and still are. They're opportunists that are taking advantage of college athletes. So I have to say this because Paige is going to be all right. She's going to rehab. She's going to recover. She'll continue to be great, and I'm glad that she's got some money in her bank account already because of NIL. But I always hear people complaining about how NIL is ruining college sports. You know what I'd like for you guys to not do? Stop coveting the profits of these companies and these organizations over the people that are making the money. It's disgusting. You say everybody should have freedom and everybody should live the American dream. Isn't getting paid what you're worth part of the American dream? I just have to say that when folks talk about these college athletes in this way, because to me, y'all sound crazy. And, and look, I get it. I understand it. I know that none of it is perfect. I know that we know that we know that they have to tweak it, fine tune it. OK, because you've got, you know, kids jumping from this spot to this spot and transfer portal this and transfer portal. I understand that. OK. It's not perfect, but what is perfect? The old school system of $100 handshakes and collegiate athletes not getting a piece of the pie? That's what you want again? Is that it? Look, this is a headline from March 24th of this year. Okay? During March Madness. This is a headline from Yahoo Sports. Paige Beckers can rake in more NIL money than the top nine men stars in the Sweet 16 combined. So in this article, it says she's inked lucrative deals with Gatorade, Cash App, StockX, 
in addition to filing a uh, trademark for Paige Buckets. According to Axios Sports, their recent analysis of NIL data from Open Doors, Beckers is thought to be the highest social media earner of all college basketball stars competing in the Sweet 16 of this year's men's and women's NCAA tournaments. They said in this article back in March, soon-to-be NBA lottery picks such as Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro don't even come close to matching her earning potential. In fact, her massive social media valuation is so far ahead of the rest of the field. A single post from the reigning National Player of the Year is worth more than a post from each of the nine highest social media earners still playing on the men's bracket combined. We live in a world where the dollar's supposed to rule. We live in a world where men are paid way more than women. We talk about the wage gap based on race, gender, all of that. We know what it is. This is why NIL exists. This is why I'm always going to be for that college athlete. Paige, get your money. I said this back when when Khaled Lamine was a senior at Minneapolis North. And I remember we were at the press conference when he um, mentioned or he had stated that he was going to UConn. Because remember, he had previously he was going to go to the Gophers. Then he, you know, said, you know what, I'm backing off of that. I'm going to reopen my recruitment. And what ends up happening? He goes to UConn. And there was – all the media was there. And I remember there was a, a photograph of me standing there next to him in the Pioneer Press. And I had pulled him aside. And I said – Khaled, and he'll tell you this. If you ask him, I pulled him aside and I said, man, I just want you to know. NBA, I hope you get there. But if you never become a star in college, in the NBA, if you were to blow your knee out tomorrow, I still love you. We should support these athletes and stop whining and complaining about the NIL because NIL works. We don't complain when Dabo gets his money. We don't complain when Saban gets his money. So stop complaining when athletes like Paige and whoever go to school and they're worth millions of dollars. Your thoughts, your opinions, your phone calls, 651-461-9226. We get to them next year on Lake Night. I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm surprised that no one's called in and complained or disagreed with me with my take about NIL and these college athletes. 651-461-9226. Because that's what I've been hearing for the last year or so. Everybody complaining and whining and crying about these athletes Getting paid, and look, it's ruining college sports. It's ruining college sports. Really? 
What's ruining college sports? How is it ruining college sports? What do people go to college for? To make money. To get a good job. They're athletes. They've always been asked to do a little extra. Because back in the day, and it still is the same thing, is that if a person doesn't perform at a high level, oh, they're out of a big institution quickly, right? And and people always thought that it was a done deal that when a guy or uh, a gal got a scholarship, yeah, they'll be on campus for four years. Funny, coaches can send you packing like (laughs) after a year. So I'm, I'm happy that we have NIL because those individuals that typically don't get anything or profit at all from college athletics beyond the scholarship. I'm talking about financially in terms of marketing opportunities, uh, getting dollars from from boosters. Because, look, the bottom line is years ago it was just different, and boosters were able to get away with it because it wasn't documented. Now, it was illegal. Under the table, right? Yeah, it was under the table, the $100 handshakes and the little, you know, you get a little nice little envelope. Yes. But the money wasn't as massive back then. No, it was not. Now the money's massive. Well, college sports became a big business over the years. That's part of the reason why, I believe. And, you know, I think it's long overdue that, you know, kids can actually make the profit off themselves. I mean, we've seen for a number of years with college sports with, like, like you go by a local bookstore. You see, like, your team's local basketball jersey. For example, Chris Weber with the Fab Five. His jersey was in the uh, bookstore and everything. He couldn't make any money off it, but Michigan could. I mean, why should it be that way? So I think, you know, if, if, if athletes, they should be allowed to make money off their own likeness. Now, as for schools paying athletes, I'm not sure I'm there yet. I mean, I think get a scholarship already, so I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're an athlete, if you can, like, get a marketing deal with some like local business or so to market yourself, I got no issue with I, that. I see no problem with it. If, if, if I am a star athlete on the campus of you and I, if I'm, if I'm at Northern Iowa, and I can ball out, and the local Applebee's or whatever, right, yeah. right down the street, yeah. quick trip, feels like I'm a match, mm-hmm. and they want to sponsor me, yeah. and they want to get into an endorsement deal. I'm all for that. Absolutely, that kid should be a they absolutely be able to do what the hell they want. I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. And this is the other thing about it. You know, people talk about the money of it, right? Yeah. And they start talking about, well, you know, Texas. Donors and boosters, they got a lot of money, and they'll have more to offer than some smaller school. Well, hasn't it always been that way? Yeah, it's just now it's in the open. Yes. It's just now it's like everyone's now like, oh, now it's okay to do it. And that's why these big schools don't like this because like they had an advantage beforehand. Now it's okay for everyone to do it. It's kind of like they're now, now don't have the edge that they used to have. I think the bigger, I think the big schools still have an edge. Well, they still have an edge, but now it's just out in the open and everything. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt them, though. The fact that people know about it. Yeah, but I don't think they like, like the fact that other schools now can do it as well. Agreed. That, that, that's what bothers them. But at the end of the day, a big institution is still a big institution. No, I agree. Like, like at the end of the day, is Kansas going to worry about UMKC? No. No, they shouldn't. At the end of the day, is the University of Texas in Austin, are they going to worry about North Texas State? San Antonio? Probably no. not. So it's just yeah, it's different, but it's more out in the open, mm-hmm. and and I actually I kind of like that. I'm bummed for Paige. I am too because and she is one of my favorite athletes. She's fun to watch. Oh my, she's amazing. Yeah, 
She's amazing. And I was so happy to be a part of the Women's Final Four here this past year. Because those type of opportunities that she just was a part of, Mm -hmm. those don't always happen. Well, another example, too. I mean, look how many years we've watched college sports. We see like a a great player in college football or college basketball. And yet when it goes to the pros, they don't ever get there. They don't ever do anything. I mean, now with NIL, you have a chance to make money while a college player is. Well, you're at your peak, possibly. Because the pros don't work out for you. It's just a super interesting situation in that I just can't, I still can't believe that people find a way to be upset well, at college athletes. We, 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 we talk about greed is good and we live in a capitalist society. How can, how can we, in one, in one instance, say, this is what America is, but then in the next breath, we say that college athletes should not make as much money as they possibly can. Well, they're not pros. Well, they kind of are pros. They kind of are pros. All right, so, so let me let me take a phone call from Chris in Fort Worth. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? I heard you just uh, was just listening. It is. It's starting to be a professional thing of what you're saying, and uh, the. Like you said, like when it comes to Texas, like it's now it's a professional thing where the big guns have the big guns. So Texas and Texas A&M are, they have the money. And then where, when it comes to pay, to bring it all the way back, when it comes to page uh, with UConn basketball is there's a lot of money to be made in women's basketball and your niche and where you're at. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily going to the big school. Well, when I said the big school is UT, there's a whole lot of money at Texas. But if you're going to be a women's basketball player, UConn, you can make money. There's a big niche. And I think when it comes to NIL is people have to realize there's a niche of where you can make your money. And because uh, even now Texas Tech is bringing up, I can only speak from Texas. They're bringing out a whole lot of money now. But if you're a really good basketball player or football player, because those are the the premier sports, you're going to get yeah. paid, and you don't have to be at the biggest of schools. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, I agree with you. We, we just had a kid. Comes- we just had the kid, the top one of the top ten recruits in the country. He just de- uh, committed from UNC. He's going to South Carolina of all places. Yeah, and you know he's yeah. going to be able to make some money. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same thing as where um, I, I know I can't remember the players their names that came from Minnesota, but you can make a lot of money in Gonzaga if you want to. Are you talking about Chet? Yeah, and then um, J- Jalen. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is, so if I told you, well, you can make money at North Carolina, yeah, you're just going to be in the mix with the rest of them. But I get, but you can make a whole lot of endorsement money at Gonzaga than you can make at North Carolina. I don't, I don't, I don't even think it's about where you're at. I think it's about how good you are. Like if you're a top, if you're a top athlete at North Carolina and you're playing with other top athletes, it doesn't matter. If you're the best of them or you're one of the top two, you're going to get paid. That's just the way that it is. Yeah, I I agree with you on that because you can look at Kentucky and Louisville. Uh, 
I, I'm only speaking on places that I know, is like at Kentucky, like Ty Ty Washington, who was not that good of a point guard. He's riding around in a Ferrari in Lexington, Kentucky. And he really was not that good. However, more power to him. I, yeah, right, more power to him. However, <laughs> I think he, the marketing part can also be if you're in a smaller school and there's not other people around you, you may be able It's to less competition, play. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Th- thanks That's to the. Why I say keep on going. All right. Yeah. Thanks to the phone call from Chris in Fort Worth. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather from Paul Douglas, meteorologist. And then, look. Last night, I was a little bit, I just in the moment stunned at the news that was breaking and trying to process it. But I came across a couple of a great um, stories. From the one, the only, the legendary broadcaster, Vince Scully, who passed away last night at the age of 94, remembering Vince Scully. Next, on Lake Night. All right, the greatest baseball broadcaster that we've ever heard. Vince Scully passed away yesterday at the age of 94. Man, he broadcasted 25 World Series, 20 no-hitters, 12 All-Star games. He had a 67-year career calling games in Brooklyn and Los Angeles. Longest tenured broadcaster for single team in sports history. That is legendary. And he is going... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To be greatly missed. Vince Scully is one of those once-in-a-lifetime broadcasters. Does it all. Doesn't need a sidekick. Doesn't need an analyst. He's the man. It's his microphone. He commands everything. He's, um, he, he, he's, he was unbelievable, man. And when you talk about a broadcaster, this is what makes a special broadcaster in that space. When we're talking about play-by-play announcers, 
They're painting pictures. Is there anybody out there that could paint a picture better than Vin? I don't think so. So when, you know, we, we, we all love a good list, right? We do. Let, let's just be honest. We all do. We do lists about our favorite pizza, our favorite, um, you know, sushi bar, our favorite Candy. bourbon, our favorite everything, yep. right? We love lists of favorites and best. When people put out a list of who the best baseball broadcasters there have ever been, mm-hmm. Vin Scully's at the top of everybody's list. I believe so, yes. All right, so I don't know, and we won't get into this now because maybe we'll do it for a topic one night, like the broadcasting Mount Rushmore. Oh, you got a better idea. You pick one broadcaster to narrate your life in one day, who would you pick? Oh, that that's that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. But like Vin is is in that mix. Oh yes. And he's so special. And there were two specific calls that I want to play here as we remember Vin Scully. The first one is Vin Scully telling a story. While doing the play by play, that's because he's he's spinning stories while he's doing the play by play. About when Johnny Gomes survived a wolf attack when he was 12 years old. Johnny Gomes is up at the plate. He's the batter. And this is a story as Vince Scully tells it. Johnny, to make the understatement of the day, has had a very tough life. We can give you maybe one or two stories. We don't want to get into too much of the privacy area. Let's start when he was 12. He was doing work on his grandmother's house, and a hired hand showed up with a wolf on a leash. Here's the 2-0 pitch, 2-1-1. Anyway, Johnny loved dogs. He had never owned one, though he had no idea about how serious a wolf might be. So he walked up to the wolf and the man hollered at him, no, it's a real wolf, don't pet it. The two one pitch in, well, the man ties up the wolf, goes around the corner to mend the fence, and Johnny goes back to the wolf, saying something like, oh, I'll talk to him and it'll be great. And the wolf attacks him, has knocked him down on his chest, just about ready to devour him. 2-2 pitch, check swing, no swing, ball three. Johnny suddenly, totally and completely relaxed. He was done, he knew it. And whatever he did by relaxing, the wolf decided, "Uh uh-huh, I don't have a rival here. And the wolf got off his chest. Johnny got up and walked away. Ground ball by the diving Turner, and the base hit by Johnny Gomes. So a one-out single left by the Wolf Man. <laughs> oh my gosh! How let's how? Oh my gosh! How great is that? And this is the thing. I'm gonna just tell you what I'm gonna do this weekend. I'm telling you ahead of time, Hammer. Okay. I'm going to be on YouTube, googling all sorts of highlights from from Vince Scully. I was doing that earlier before the show started. Oh my gosh! How good was that? But it it didn't just end there. 
This other story is one more that we want to play here. This is courtesy of CBS Radio. Of Vin Scully talking about the time that he raced Jackie Robinson on ice skates. Did I ever tell you about the time Jackie and I raced each other on ice skates? No, well, I'm not going to tell you now, but uh, that's going to be hit into right field. Ethier on the run, picks it off. One away. So Connor Gillespie, and out to right, and Barry Zito coming up. What happened was Rachel and Jackie and I were going up to a resort in the Catskill Mountains a long, long time ago. Being a kid from the east, I had ice skates. Jackie and Rachel said, oh, you're going to go skating? I said, yeah. They said, we'll go with you. Oh, I said, that's great. Now, the only problem was Rachel was about seven months pregnant. Sure enough, she got ice skates. Now, Jackie is putting his skates on alongside of me in the dressing room. And he said, when we get out there, I'd like to race you. I said, Jack, I didn't know you ice skated. You're from Southern California. I knew football and baseball, but I didn't know ice skating. Squirts down to Gordon. Two out. Anyway, I said, I didn't know you ice skated. And Jackie said, I've never been on skates in my life. So I started to laugh. I said, hey, Jack, come on, let's face it. I mean, I'm not a great skater, but I can skate. He said, I know. But I said, I want to race you because that's how I'm going to learn. And if you've never been on ice skates and you put skates on, the first thing you do is walk on your ankles. And sure enough, he was running on his ankles on the ice trying to beat me. But what was as memorable and scarier was Rachel. She was on the ice with a girl whose name, I believe, was Maureen Millerick, an Olympic skating star. And there was Rachel, seven, eight months pregnant, kind of mincing around on her ice skates. I was at my heart and my throat. <laughs> but anyway, there aren't very many people who can say, oh, sure, I raced Jackie Robinson on ice. Oh, my gosh. Th- that's th- – those are just – Two stories out of millions. The visuals you get from those stories, my God. I mean, just based off of that alone, Mm -hmm. that last story, I'm envisioning Jackie Robinson and him doing the whole, like the ankles thing. Yes, I can see it. Mm -hmm. Vividly, I can see it right now. And his pregnant wife trying to skate. I. They just don't make them like that, man. They don't. Vin's Vin special. And look, we've got some great broadcasters right now yes, in do. the moment. Kevin Harlan's phenomenal. Yes. Vin Scully is kind of – he's different, man. Like, like yeah. they're all different in a way. Like, I'll tell you another a person that I love is Bob Costas. Oh, he's fantastic. And we all know that Bob's a legend. Yes. It, it, oh, man. Rest in peace to Vin Scully. No. We all have a favorite Vince Scully call, right? Yeah, I guess. Maybe I, Maybe there are some people that are like, no, I don't have necessarily one. I mean, the one that remember it, the one I remember and it jumps off the page is when Kirk Gibson hit the home run. And that's what everyone picks as their favorite Vince Scully call. Mine's a little different. 
Mine came two years earlier in Game 6 of the 86 World Series. So the winning run is at second base with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. For me, Henry, that was the first World Series game I ever saw in my life. That wow. That was of Vince Scully. And I couldn't think of a better way to be introduced to him. An error. <laughs> it's a dramatic moment. The it was. The it was. It was a dramatic moment. It was. I remember my dad getting me up there. He wanted me to watch it because we thought the Red Sox were going to win the World Series. He's like, okay, they haven't won since 1918. Being the good father that I am, I want my son to see history in the making. Well, sure enough, the Mets won that game in extra innings. I said to my dad, well, it's not game tomorrow night, right? He goes, yes. Well, that's just won that one. He goes, no, this was their chance. They're not going to win tomorrow night. I go, oh, yeah, they'll win tomorrow night. Well, the next day I was rained out, so they had to play on Monday. And sure enough, the uh, Mets won 8-5, to and that's where I learned a lesson about the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, that's, that's something else, man. That is something else. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, though, uh, 651-461-9226, who is everybody's favorite play-by-play announcer in sports currently? Who is that guy? I'll take your phone calls next on Lake Night. Who is the best play-by-play announcer alive? Six five one four six one nine two two six. I honestly think that Kevin Harlan is my favorite. Is he the best? I'm not sure. That's why I'm kind of asking the question because I don't know who is the quote best. Um, but Harlan's definitely his energy. I've always loved. I'll give you an underrated guy. Gus Johnson. Love Gus Johnson. He's amazing. And this is what's so crazy about Gus is people fell in love with Gus after he left here. Mm -hmm. People wanted to hate on Gus Johnson when he was here. Gus Johnson leaves here like other broadcasters, and they blow up. Yes. We've seen that a time or two, haven't we, Minnesota? And, And he just blows up, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Gus Johnson's pretty good. Well, damn, you didn't think that Gus Johnson was any good when he was here. I hate I hate that we do that. Like it's like we don't have an eye for talent until somebody else has an eye for talent. It's almost like go for basketball for that stretch during the course of like the years what twenty I, I can't remember. I can't remember what year specifically. But it was like Wisconsin would identify a good gopher player and would offer and the kid would take it. And then after that the gophers would come running. Let's go to Tim. In Milroy. What's up, Tim? Hey, I gotta give it to Jim Nance. Ooh, nobody Jim ever complains. Nobody ever complains about Jim for either side, as far as I've uh, heard. And so, you know, he calls the big ones, but uh, he calls. Them. That's a great. And thanks for the phone call from Tim. He's his cell phone's kind of breaking up there. That's a great name he just gave. Jim Nance oh, yeah. is remarkable. Well, you look at the national announcers like the uh, Joe Buck, the Jim Nance, the Al Michaels. They can call just about any sport. So I think when you're talking about the best announcers, I think those three have to be at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you, my personal favorite announcer, and this is the reason why I got into broadcasting, Bob Euchre. Okay. I'm a big Euchre guy. I listened to the Brewer games growing up, and, you know, that's what made me love this medium I've been right now. 
And I think that when you look at some of these broadcasters, when they're not necessarily national names, they're more localized, we get into the differences and nuances of specific broadcasts. I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. If you're a Kansas Cityan, okay? Yes. You know I'm going with this, right? Denny Matthews? Yeah, Denny Matthews. Yes. You're into Denny Matthews. Yes. But if you heard Denny Matthews in other places, you'd be like, hmm. He's just a guy. I, I'm not really sure that I'm in love with Denny Matthews. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Because, like. I get that. I got into it when I got there, and I was like, okay, all right. I, I, I get it here. I mean, he's a baseball Hall of Famer. Yeah. Denny Matthews is in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some sports fans that'll be like, I'm not into this bit. And that that's to each his own. Yeah. We, we but all, when you carve out a niche, though, with a fan base, as opposed to the national fan base and everybody mm-hmm. loves you or hates you, it's a little bit different. Yeah, we all have personal preferences, our own styles that we like and we love. I mean, like, like I'm a big UK guy. Other people may not care for him. I don't know why that would be, but that's your decision. You know, that's how it is. I haven't heard Euchre do a complete game, but I like his banter. Yes. And I like the wittiness, and he's a funny guy. Well, you have to understand the 90s, Milwaukee was not very competitive, so there are a lot of times where we're down 8-1, to one, he had to make the game sound exciting, so he tells tales from his career and everything, and, you know, he's very self-deprecating, which I think really works in his favor. Bob Euchre. Yeah. Now, up here locally, one announcer I really enjoy hearing, Corey Provost doing Twins games. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yes. Corey's phenomenal. Yeah. Corey is the best announcer in the state of Minnesota that people don't talk enough about. Seriously. Yeah. We, 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 we talk about Paul Allen. We talk about, well, the Wolves got to get a new, uh, a new, a new uh, TV guy because Dave Benz is no longer there. And Alan Horton's unbelievable. Yes. And Allen does everything. He does. You know, like he's. Allen doesn't get enough credit that he deserves. He doesn't get enough credit. Yes. Right. But Corey's phenomenal. Yes. He really is. I'm really going to hate when we lose him to the Cubs here in a couple of years when Pat Hughes retires. See, why are you trying to bring people down, man? I'm just saying, I, look, he's a Cubs fan. You know, it's his dream job. I'm just saying. Gosh. Are we there yet? Not yet. Okay. Then don't bring it up. Jeez. I'm just enjoying while it's here. Gosh. Now you got me down in a, in a bad spot. Well, at least I know somebody in Chicago. I can call him for some uh, Cubs tickets. Oh, I think, I think we're thinking the same guy then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coming up next, let's talk Minnesota Viking football, Matthew Collar, Mr. Purple Insider. Coming up next year, late night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.